welcome to Misunderstood, a podcast dedicated to better understanding MS and learning to live well with MS. I'm your host, Katie Sloan. Our usual reminders as we begin. First, I am not an expert. I'm just a person like you living with MS and trying to make the best of it. Misunderstood is based on my personal experience, what I've learned from my doctors, other care providers, and my own solutions-oriented research and pattern-finding obsession. While the majority of the information I share has been vetted by doctors, I am not a doctor. My intention is that you use the information shared here as a springboard for discussion between you and your doctor regarding your future care options. And lastly, MS impacts each of us uniquely. I hope to shine a light on a wide range of approaches and strategies for living better with MS, but what you choose to do with that information is always your choice, and what works for one may not work for all. In our previous episode, we explored the metaphysical manifestations of MS. We engaged in deep conversation about this topic at our last flock meeting. It was fascinating to hear how others perceive their lives within the context of the information shared in episode 71. I hope the episode provided lots of opportunity for self-reflection, awareness, and personal growth. It certainly did for me. Today, I'm honored to share with you a recent conversation I had with two really neat and super talented people living with MS who have joined forces to create something larger than the sum of their two parts, poet Robbie Gillette and painter Adam St. George. Before we dive into meeting today's guests, for our gratitude portion of this episode, I am grateful for a recent read titled The Inner Path. Calmness, Compassion, and Conversation in Turbulent Times by Ron Adams. So much about this short yet powerfully timely book was enlightening for me, and I highly recommend it for anyone on the path to personal fulfillment and finding our unique life purpose. Anyone who feels like something is missing, is wondering what life is all about, has become lost along the way, or is feeling a desired shift but unsure how to manifest a life you love, especially while living with limitations. This book provides a simple roadmap to personal fulfillment. I found this book particularly insightful after studying the metaphysical manifestations of MS, as much of those learnings are about the importance of living a truly resonant life and making sure we are living according to our original and desired programming, rather than living a life that others would like for us to live. Since many folks living with MS often prioritize the needs and desires of others above our own, this book provides many opportunities for deep self-reflection. The part I'd like to deeply express gratitude for today is when the author writes about the human experience and what it means to live an enlightened life of resonance. One shared framework that I found particularly helpful is Ken Wilber's model of consciousness. Simply put, it can be summarized as wake up, grow up, clean up, show up. As I share a little more about each category, I hope you'll be thinking about where you are in the context of these four steps in your current life and what opportunities arise for you to further your learning and ability to actualize and live a life you truly love. Wake up. Waking up is all about exploring and finding new realizations, evolving, finding our unique spirituality, 
accepting our mortality, using our newfound awareness as fuel for change, increasing our capacity of understanding, growing in self-awareness, facing the reality of situations, and achieving greater clarity of self, recognizing higher levels of consciousness, engaging in active cycles of evolving, and living with an awakened heart. Grow up. Growing up is all about seeing what fits and letting go of anything that no longer serves us. For example, removing simple explanations from childhood that fail to reflect the multidimensional aspects of adult life. Rejecting the kitty stuff and replacing it with our own unique adult version. It's about reconciling the ancient and the modern. Worshiping God through living fully and loving wastefully. Loving wastefully means loving with our entire being and not holding anything back. Growing up is about increasing our competency through knowledge seeking, educating ourselves on what matters most to us, expanding our agency and deepening our personal sense of responsibility. It's about clarifying our journey, where we want to go. It's about growing our consciousness through an increased worldview and inclusivity. Clean up. Cleaning up is about cleaning out our basements, not just literally, but more importantly, our dark or shadow side of our being. What's been pushed out of our awareness or consciousness? What's holding us back in terms of unhealthy ways of being in relationship with ourselves and with others? It's about releasing psychological baggage and childhood trauma. It's healing from self-destructive patterns. It's the importance of learning how to disagree across lines of difference more effectively. It's how we actively achieve a balanced life through first illuminating and then discarding the shadow. It's intentionally lightening the load we choose to carry. It's minimalism, not just the amount of what we carry, but the connection, alignment, and resonance of what we deem important enough to carry with us into the future. And show up. Showing up is all about becoming an active participant in activism for a cause. It's compassionate activism to build awareness and educate in the realms of social justice, climate, or the arts. It's how we push for real change by giving at a personal level to create changes at the systemic level. It's using love as a tool for change. It's a commitment to answering the call, to co-create through shared commitment, and to become whole. It's about fully integrated purpose and evolved living. It's turning anguish into action. It's about our personal ability to make the world a better place. This is the path to legacy, fulfilled purpose, and seventh generation living, so that we are each a small part of helping humanity better flourish over time. Thank you, Ken Wilber and Ron Adams, for this gift of knowledge and subsequent powerful shift. I'm a better version of myself today because you chose to show up. May I try to do the same. Today we get to hear from two really special people, painter Adam St. George and poet Robbie Gillette. You might remember Robbie from episode 62, the author of Thoughts of a Warrior Beneath the Tracksuit. 
In that episode, I also expressed my gratitude for Adam, as he has just sent me a generous care package of his incredible art that now hangs in my office. Both live with MS and have created beauty out of the hardship. Today, they return together to share how they have joined forces in the most beautiful of ways to increase the healing ability of their collective art for themselves and others. Without further ado, let's listen in to our conversation. All right. I'd love to welcome to the show, Adam and Robbie. It's so great to see both of you. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Katie. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, so let's get dive right in and talk about what each of you are doing and what you are doing together because it is just a, a really exciting collaboration. Um, Adam, while I've shared about you in a previous episode, this is actually your first time here. And so thank you for being here. And I'd love for you to start off by just telling us a little bit about your MS journey and about your journey as an artist and how MS has impacted your art over time. So in high school, I was into doodling, non-serious doodles, just to make my friends laugh. And then um, on my 21st birthday, my good friend at the time killed himself when he was in the Marines. And I got into art as a coping mechanism. And when I got MS at age 24, then I quit my job and really dove into this coping net mechanism full time. And I've been dealing with, you know, the pressures and the stresses of MS since then, uh, pretty much every day through painting. Wow, that's beautiful, beautiful. How has that changed over time? Like, has your art evolved kind of as you have evolved living with MS? Uh, yeah, it's evolved quite a bit. I started off with color pencil drawings, then I went to oil paintings, and, and, and then I switched to acrylic in 2016. And from the beginning, it started off with kind of psychedelic looking Halloween style paintings or drawings. And then I started painting uh, neurons, like demyelinating neurons, the issues we have with MS once I started painting in oil. And when I switched to acrylics, then I started painting more of a looser style, getting away from painting neurons and serious subject matter like that. And, um, it kind of transformed into skateboards, bugs, and now it's animals. And now it's just a combination of a whole bunch of different stuff. It's my own little world that I escape into, you know, at least six hours a day. Love it. Love it. Thank you. It's such a fun world to be a part of when I look at your pieces. Can you share a little bit about um, some of your MS symptoms that kind of play into your art? For example, your hands. Uh, yeah, so that was my first symptom when I got diagnosed when I was 24. My hands started going numb and they're still numb from that time. And when I paint, I'm I'm trying to paint as much as I can while I have the dexterity I have in my hands. So it's kind of a race against time, I feel sometimes, that I need to paint as much as I can before I can anymore. I have that, that fear and that stress kind of egging me on all the time. And yeah, that's, I would say that's, and I paint with two hands too, because one hand, it's, it's too, uh, I, I don't have enough dexterity, I guess, yeah, in, to do it in one hand. 
I don't have uh, enough control. So yeah, I brace my right hand with my left hand when I'm painting. And uh, yeah, I've been, I've been doing that since the beginning because my hands have always had this lack of control, but I, I have enough control to get the detail that I do, but yeah. Thank you for sharing that because, you know, I think so many of us, when we experience a loss of ability, it's really easy to just kind of give up with some things. And I think the perseverance in your story and how you fight through that every time you pick up a brush is just something I think that's really important for people to hear. So thank you for sharing that with us today. Oh, you're welcome. So all of us here know living with MS brings us all daily challenges. And yet I often find there are beautiful gifts alongside those hardships and your relationship with each other is a prime example of that. So I'd love for you both to share a little bit about how you met and your pathway to collaboration. And Robbie, you want to start us off? Well, you know, you know, when you first meet someone on, online, so you text each other, hey man, how you doing? Hey bud, I'm cool. And then you go, can I have your address? I want to send you something. And then you go, whoa, 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 I'm not giving you my address over the internet. I don't know <laughs> you. I didn't say this. I didn't say this. But this was what's going from my head. You don't, you don't give your address to somebody that you don't know. <laughs> so I talked to one and I said, I've got a feeling about this. I've got a feeling about this. So this man that's texted me over the internet has gone, can I have your address? I want to send you some art. All right, this is a gamble I'm willing to take. This is a gamble I'm willing to take. So I don't know this guy. He said, can I have your address? I want to send you some art. And then, all right. But then your heart sits into panic. What are you doing? But no, I had this feeling. I had this feeling about Adam. And he said, somebody linked me up with you. Somebody told me about you. And, and I want to send you an art. And then we can talk about collaboration. And then he sent me, he sent me a painting and some some little pieces and and it, it started from there. I was just like, wow. I was waiting for this parcel. This is a funny story. I was waiting for the parcel to come. And the parcel came. I took it downstairs, opened it up on my kitchen table. I was very excited about this. And it wasn't the painting from Adam. It was my first case of catheters for self-catheterization. <laughs> so it was, I was expecting this. And then I opened it up and I was like, oh. I was so excited, <laughs> so excited, but it actually turned up the next day. Um, but yeah, and then, and then since then we started talking and I, I wrote a poem about Adam. That was after he sent me that, I wrote a poem about him. Um, it's actually on my phone, so I can't read it to you because I'm using it to speak to you, but um, it's actually on, on, it's on Facebook, on mine and Adam's pages. Um, but yeah, and then, Adam's like, okay, we can we can write a book. I can paint pictures. You can write poems. And I'm like, okay, let's let's do this. Let's let's do this. Yeah, let's do this. And then I called him up about a month later, and I said, I don't want. Lots of people say, yeah, let's do this, and then they they don't do it. So I called Adam, and I said, like, shall we do this? And he said, yeah, let's let's go, man. And then he's like, I'll paint a picture, and you do the poem and I was like no I'll do the poem you do the painting and then he painted painted a picture and then I was like right I can write to that and then so we had a painting and a poem and I read it to Adam over um recording and then he said I'm going to put it next to the video that would be really cool we could try that and then he put it next to the video and it was really cool and then and then so we, we've come up with this and it's and it's just like wow this is awesome and then from then 
we haven't stopped and the aim is is still a book um, and we're making these videos and they're reaching all corners of the globe and it's fantastic because he's in the west coast of california that way am i right and i'm on the southwest of cornwall in the uk and we do this over our phones and i'll text him at in the morning when I wake up, but Adam's just going to bed. So he'll text me when he's waking up and I'm going to bed and, and we text <laughs> days, <laughs> we text days apart. And it's, uh, it's very, uh, I don't know. It's, it's brilliant. It is. It's brilliant. I, it's since I've started writing poetry, this is probably my favorite thing that I do. It's, yeah, it's probably the fa my favourite thing that I do that came out of writing poetry was meeting Adam and and now we're we're working together and it's amazing. Yeah, same yeah. here. This is this is the most powerful, best thing I've done with my art since I started too. So just have to throw that out there. Beautiful. Anything else, Adam, about the story of you guys meeting and that you want to share? Yeah. So uh, my friend Vanessa called me up and she's like, "Hey, I just bought this book." from this guy with MS uh, off Amazon and she's like you should you should buy it or you should check it out so I looked it up and I I ordered it and I read it and I was like this is brilliant I was like I got a message this guy so I looked him up and I found him on Facebook wrote him a message I was like hey love your book um I have some art that's inspired by MS too maybe you'd be interested in that and then from there that just sparked our conversation and yeah it just it was so seamless and effortless for us to come up with all this. You know, it just was meant to be, and it Completely flows so e it flows so easy. The way we do it is, I make the paintings, and afterwards he comes up with the poems, and we figure it out. That's how this works. Because when I paint, I a necessary part of it is I have nothing in mind, no ideas. I just go to the canvas just with a blank slate. And then I just start swishing colors around and I pay attention to the composition and, you know, the, the foreground, the midground, the background, just those elements, but I keep all ideas out and then it forms. So yeah, that's the way it has to work in order for us to do this, at least at this point, maybe in the future, I could figure out how to have ideas influence my, the actual beginnings of my paintings. But yeah, beautiful, beautiful. You know, co-creation isn't always this easy and this uh, synergistic, right? And so it's so beautiful to see just how you guys have joined forces and are taking off together. So thank you so much for this incredible gift you're giving to the world and our shared MS community. So let's see here. Uh, last time you were here, Robbie, you shared some powerful poems with us. And I'd love for you today to share a newer poem with us that is one that you have collaborated with, with Adam. Yeah. All right. So what do we call this, Adam? I can't remember. Together we go. Together we go. To, together we go. The, the names are the hardest part. The, the names of the poems are the hardest part. We, we, we always struggle with that. But yeah. This last this last one, Robert gave me uh, four names to pick from, and I just like, that one, together we go. <laughs> nice. All right. So. I found myself on this path, a pathway through the unknown. 
it may look like an easy ride, but that's only what I choose to show. There's darkness on this path, but I'm not traveling this by myself. I meet others along the way. We become each other's help. We are all individuals traveling in our own special way, trying to enjoy our journey whilst keeping this darkness at bay. The path harbors a world of challenges and there is no way to leave. I wouldn't want anyone to be here, but I'm so glad it's not just me. There's no choice. We must keep treading on. So we support one another, guide each other along in an unspoken manner. There's so many that connect with me. They join me on my path, walking through my distorted form of reality. Brilliant. Mic drop. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> now, Adam, you have used your art then to join forces with Robbie's words in a really powerful way. Can you share with us a bit about what the painting that goes along with these words looks like and you know how you create this beautiful tapestry of lived experience and artistic expression well like i was explaining previously uh i have nothing in mind when i start a painting but after the painting starts to develop then i throw in i, I try to live in the moment as much as possible and uh you know pick apart my feelings that I'm having that day and sort of transform them into an image, kind of, sort of. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to explain. Well, Robbie, maybe I can ask you, what was it about the painting that you saw that really inspired the words that you wrote? Oh, what I do is I, I see the painting piece by piece. So Adam paints a piece every day and adds more and more. So he sends me pieces every day or every other day, whenever he's added a piece to it. And then I sit there and, and things jump into my head. Like there was one that goes back, back a few called Katrina the Ballerina. And I just took Katrina the Ballerina and I text Adam saying, mate, can we please call this Katrina? Can we call her Katrina? Because I've got this, this is how it's gonna go. I can feel it. And so I, I have this feeling of what Adam's feeling. It's like I connect with what he's feeling and I think Adam says to me he says like if there's any that's a bit like haywire I'm sorry like and I'm like no I can feel this I can work with this this is this is amazing what you're doing and I'm going to justify it I hopefully I can justify it with the words so I sort of try and put myself in Adam's headspace where he wants to go with this painting, where his thought process is going with this painting. And when he's going, okay, I need to put a ladybird here. There's a reason why there's a ladybird there. Or, okay, I need to put, uh, what was that ostrich thing called? A, a wazoo? A cassowary. A cassowary, he put a cassowary on there. And a cassowaries are one of the rarest birds in the world. And so uh, it's a rarity. So it, I can draw that into, into words. Does that make sense? And so we, we piece everything together all the way through. And, and I'm so privileged I get to work with, with how he paints because I get to see it piece by piece daily. And it grows in my thoughts. And I, I sort of, I have, a, I have a whole life, like with wife and kids. And I find myself sometimes just shutting down, watching this video, just so I can process these words that go around in my head. I could be in the middle of making dinner or eating dinner. <laughs> Yeah. And I could just be like, 
ah, oh, that's it. Or the idea will come to me when I'm having my afternoon nap and I'll be, oh, there it is. There it is. That's what it is. That's what I need to use. I need to use this word or this because I've got the image. And I try to try to sit there where Adam is. Yeah, I'm completely blown away every time with what uh, Robert comes up with. Uh, I'm just like, I think there's three or four paintings where I'm like, dude, you can skip this one. This one's a little crazy. I don't know how you're going to do this. And somehow he pulls it off. Beautiful. A collaboration at its best. You know, and, and you guys really make me think of, um, I recently read a book called The Inner Path by Ron Adams. And in it, he shares the work of a gentleman named Ken Wilbur, which is a framework about finding our life purpose through four ways, waking up, growing up, cleaning up, and showing up. And part of this showing up piece is by what he calls loving wastefully, which he defines as living fully, holding nothing back, and using our activism, compassion, and personal story to generate awareness, connection, comfort, and healing for others. And this makes me think so much about the two of you and your collaboration. And I'm really curious, what do you hope your collaboration does for others? And frankly, I think you guys know what your collaboration does for others. And I'd love to give you a chance to kind of share and celebrate some of the ways your work has had a positive impact on others. Who wants to start? Well, I'd like to think because what it does for me, I'd, because not only I, we achieve, me and Adam, we achieve together and we make this art. So when looking at it, it's brilliant. So, and then I like to think when somebody else is looking at it, that they can sort of get into the same headspace because they know, they know what it means. Well, my, my ultimate goal is uh, for the viewer um, to, to pick up a, a paintbrush or a pencil and start writing or painting uh, as a coping mechanism. That's my ultimate goal because it's working so well for me and Robert. And I, yeah. Talk I recommend about that. What does it do for you? And how do you feel when you are creating and after you've finished creating? So I have two separate lives. I have my life on the canvas and then my regular life. My regular life is secondary. <clears throat> I live painting. I because when I'm painting, I don't have MS. It's not even a thought in my mind, even though I'm bracing one hand with the other. It's still not dominating my thoughts. I only have room in my head to think about the painting decisions. So it's the perfect escape. And once you're done escaping, you have this cool little item that you could sell. It's amazing. So I hope to inspire more people with MS to get into art. And um, anyone can get really good. It's just another language. As long as you put enough time into it, the next thing you know, you'll you'll get good. It's, it's just the way it goes. Beautiful. And can you imagine your life without art? Uh, would I? I don't know if I'd be here. Um, it'd be really hard. I think about that a lot, actually, and how people, the people who don't paint or can't escape that way, how do they do it? I, I don't know what I would do. Yeah, so finding that outlet is so important for us after we've had a major life event of an MS diagnosis, right? And so much has been kind of taken from us. And if we don't find another pathway to purpose, 
we can feel lost and apathetic and really that depression and anxiety and all of that can take over. So I really applaud you for, you know, staying the path and really committing to yourself and creating this outlet for yourself that has healed you and others. It's just, it's really beautiful. And, you know, it doesn't need to be paint because Robbie, let's hear from you. You express yourself through the written word. Talk a little bit about how this has impacted you. Well, I needed somewhere to take this out of here, take take the pain out of here, and I, I needed to make sense of it. And a thought diary didn't cut it, and I just started making words and verses, and then I ended up making poems, and and I could release my release my pain, and then I could read it back. And like Adam said, it's like an art form, so I was reading it back, and it made sense to me, and it was brilliant. I was very I'd achieved something and then I could read that to Donna and then she could understand what I was going through. So now she can understand what I'm going through in my head because I can't, I'm a rubbish talker. I'm, I'm rubbish at talk. I'm getting better since writing poetry. Um, but now I, I genuinely go to, I, I go to my poetry. If I've got an issue, I'll, I'll try and write about it. Or if I'm really struggling, I'll write about it. Some of my poetry will never see the light of day because of how dark it can be, um, because it's it can be scary in your head. But just getting it out of paper, out of your head and putting it onto paper, it's just a release for me. And like many people keep a journal and, and add and paints. And, and that's what I do. And I, I like just throw up on a page and, and then it comes out good. It comes out good. And, and then it, it ended up turning into a career. Um, like Adam, he ended up just painting a few and then he's selling them and and, and it, it turned into a career for him and, and poetry's done the same for me. And like Adam, I'd encourage anybody to get into it because just to be able to get an outlet, like me and Adam, we've both got an outlet and it's so amazing to have somewhere to go, to go and, and just release it, just get get rid of it because then it's not in here so much anymore. And you haven't paid all this money for counsellors to tell you because you're not struggling to talk about it. So I didn't do none of that. I, I got it. It's on the page. It's on the page and it's great. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. And so not only are you getting rid of this inner turmoil, but you're also transmuting it into a beautiful gift for each other and for the world. Um, I cannot thank you both enough for the work you do for yourself and for each other. And I just love being a part of it and being here on the sidelines, cheering you guys on in a similar way. When I was disability retired, a lot of my purpose was gone. And through working with a doctor who has MS and knowing that I could put together a podcast and try to help get her teachings out and try to help get the word out about brilliant people in our shared community like you guys, you know, that's kind of my way that I've tried to find a positive way to um, continue having purpose. And so my hope today is that anyone who's listening, you know, there are three examples here of people who are living with this horrible disease every day. It's hard, it sucks, and yet we are finding ways to transmute that pain or that anguish into action and something that helps others. And so I really hope that for people who are listening today, you're maybe thinking with curiosity, what is something that you could do? 
final thoughts you'd like to share today with us? Yeah, I was telling Robbie that because of what we do and the accomplishments we're, we're making here, um, I'm way too happy for someone in a wheelchair. So. <laughs> yeah, he's, he said that to me. And, and he's right. It's, it does. It makes us, it's brilliant. I released an album and Adam painted my cover for my album. And that's everywhere. That's everywhere. Um, and I, the first person I went to, I said, um, I understand if you can't. Um, because he doesn't paint freehand, he paints from in here. And I've sent him a picture and I said, this is sort of what I had in mind. If you don't want to do it, I'll Photoshop something and make it that way. And he's like, no, 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 no. Give me a couple of days. I'm going to do this for you. And if you see the album cover, it's amazing. It's amazing. And and because uh, everywhere I go, I, I try and bring Adam into, into something. I perform on stage and I've read the poems that, um, I've written for Adam on stage to other people and then I say like follow him he's amazing I like bring him everywhere with me it's like across across the planet we became good friends um through Facebook across the Pacific Ocean with, yeah across the Pacific Ocean and it all started with I want to send you some art and I'm like all right let's, let's do this and and here we yeah, are I, here we are I had a good feeling right after reading your book I just knew something was going to come of me sending you that painting I just had the feelings just like you had the feeling to send me your address yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're in a magazine together with my local magazine here just published a, um not it's not out yet so I'm, I'm waiting to send it but and we're in the magazine together well, it talks about Adam through my local magazine. And so he's, he's come all the way across the globe to enter in a magazine here. Um, <laughs> I love and, it. Uh, yeah. I've, I've got like a package that I'm waiting to send. I'm just waiting for this magazine. And I'm like, here you are, Adam. Here, here's stuff from me, a signed book and stuff. Here you are, quick. I'm trying to get there. <laughs> you intend at some point to potentially meet face to face. Yeah, we spoke about this. Be on TV together and stuff. Yeah, we dream big. Good. Yeah, we drink big. <laughs> good, good. We're, we're well, talking I, about we're talking about doing like a TV interview, then coming back to my house for a bong hit. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Plant medicine. It works works wonders for MS people for sure. Yeah. Well, excellent. I thank you both so much for being here today, and I can't wait to see what happens in the future, and I hope you'll come back and share with us. And um, listeners, so you know, all of the links are posted below so you can connect with both Robbie and Adam, and please support your fellow MS fellows here on the amazing work they're doing, and we hope to hear the amazing work that you might be doing as a result of this interview. So final words before we go? It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you again. And I've got like a feeling that every step that we're taking, we, we, we'll be here, Katie. Great. <laughs> every step. Yeah, we'll, we'll be back. Excellent. Because we're already on, we're already on uh, collab number six. I finished yeah. the time lapse. Robert's writing the poem. And I think our end goal is 20, 20 paintings, 20 poems. And then we're going to shoot for the book. So, uh, yeah. That's where we're headed. Wow, congratulations. And I cannot wait to see what magic you two continue to create together. Thank you thank so you, much. Thank you, Katie. Oh, thank you.
I hope that by listening to this episode, we all, one, understand that artistic expression is not only fun and beautiful, but it can also open unexpected doors to co-creation and to healing in very unpredictable and powerful ways. Two, that we each strongly consider an artistic outlet for ourselves so that we can harness the power of healing through the arts. Adam, in particular, challenges each of us to try something new for a full 30 days to see just how powerfully that commitment over time can shift our perspective. And three, that we remember that there are many ways we can explore our personal path to further wake up, grow up, clean up, and show up in this world to manifest a rewarding life that we truly love. Collaborating with others, like Adam and Robbie are doing with Together We Go and their other creations, can be even more rewarding. Our next Misunderstood Flock meeting will be Saturday, April 1st. Both Adam and Robbie will be there, so please join us if you'd like to meet them. At our flock meeting, we'll also discuss the episodes released this month and spend time together celebrating recent wins and supporting one another with current hardships and our ongoing health goals. If you're not yet a flock member but would like to be, please join us. We are all people living with MS that meet via Zoom monthly to support each other and continue our learning on the episode topics. You can learn more by visiting our Patreon site. As always, I encourage all listeners to reach out with MS-related questions, comments, future podcast topics, or guest ideas via email. And lastly, remember, as we travel through life with MS, we're certain to hit some turbulence. We'll get through it, especially if we're flying together, supporting one another, and honking our encouragement. As always, thank you for listening, and until next time, be well. (laughs) 